Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. I'm your host and Ideas Editor in Chief, Sandy Webster. Today on the pod, I am thrilled to be catching up with none other than Mike Z. Robinson, the founder and owner of MZR Fitness in San Luis Obispo, California. Among other industry awards, Mike was chosen by his fitness peers as the 2015 Idea Personal Trainer of the Year. Stay tuned as he shares his path to capturing that accolade and as he walks us through the challenges and bright spots of this tough pandemic year. His business insights and positive outlook for the year ahead may just give you the creative spark you need to move forward with purpose. Stay with us for some excellent inspiration. Mike Z. Robinson, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. All right, let's get the party started. Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. And thank you for taking time from what I know is a very busy schedule to spend some time catching up with us. It's really, it's just great to see you. Likewise, only for idea. <laughs> so so um, for our listeners who are not familiar with your career story in fitness, please give us some background on how you first got into the industry and bring us up to date um, on where you are today. Um, wow. No. Uh, where do I start? Um, well, I knew that I wanted to be in fitness early, um, at a very early age, as far as in high school. So my thing was that, you know, fitness came to me very naturally. Um, but I knew that if I wanted to separate myself from the pack, I knew I wanted to focus on the business side of things. So that's when I decided to go to college and major in business, um, which I did. I had a focus on entrepreneurship. And that was up at Sonoma State University up in Northern California. And uh, I eventually got my A certification uh, in 2006. And then I, um, I essentially started my career at the age of 24 years old. Uh, it wasn't easy though, because I remember when I moved here to San Luis Obispo back in 2005, I applied to um, every single fitness studio, fitness gym, every fitness option within the 30 mile radius. And not a single one would hire me. So yeah, talk about a blow to the ego. Um, it was, and, uh, and this was for personal training? Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah um, so like, none of them hired me, but then one opportunity presented itself um, from a local fitness gym and they just offered me the opportunity to be independent, which, which meant I had to pay rent to work there. And <laughs> right. I had never heard of that before at the time and I was scared to do it. But I had a lot of mentors, people telling me, they're like, no, this is the best time to do it. You have nothing to lose. You're young. You don't own much right now. So just go for it. Um, I did it. I uh, worked there for about three years. Um, and then I created MZR Fitness um, in November 2009 and then opened the doors in uh, January 2010. So um, this has been an interesting ride, but, you know, here we are. 
Yeah, that was definitely the the short version with a lot of stuff in between, I'm sure. But (laughs) um, so, yeah, you just celebrated 10 years of MZR Fitness, which is your studio business in San Luis Obispo. And congratulations on that. That's amazing. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. It's actually uh, we just celebrated 11 years. Oh, 11. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was was 10 years last year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was here in San Luis. But um, yeah, basically, um, we had just expanded um, in October of 2019 you know, preparation uh, for the 10 year anniversary, which was January of 2020. Right. Yeah. So now, so now we're at 11 years. So, yeah. So walk us through your business model, your specialty services, and, you know, your member avatar, your, the profile of, of folks that you're serving up there. Yeah. Um, I just feel like MZR Fitness, we basically just see people from all walks of life. You know, we have, you know, grandmothers, we have grandfathers, you know, we have kids, we have youth athletes, we have business people, uh, we have seniors, a little bit of everybody. So that was something that I really wanted to focus on when I built this place. I didn't want to just have one niche of people. I wanted to be able to have one facility and be able to serve all, you know, with, with the best trainers in town. So that was my focus. And, you know, here we do personal training, small group training, fitness boot camps. And uh, we actually won the fitness boot camp of the year in San Luis Obispo County last year through a local magazine here called New Times. Yay. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Then, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And even just a few months ago, we won the fitness business of the year through the Fitness Business Association. Um, you know, that was an industry award. So that was great. That was just in March of 2021. So just, you know, just try to keep it all going, knock on wood, but just try to keep things going in the right direction. Yeah, huge. So that that's a little bit unusual to, you know, start start as a sort of a general purpose facility. You know, we we sort of drill it into trainers, you know, that you've got to be niche. You've got to, you know, find a specific population or two and and get expertise in that. Um, right. Do you I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Obviously, you went a different direction, so it's, right. and it's working working for you. And it, it certainly right. seems like it would be a lot more interesting to serve a, across a spectrum of, of people to really challenge your skills and hone your skills. Right. Yeah, I think that I think most trainers, when they start off, I think a lot of us kind of gravitate towards athletes. Um, because a lot of us tend to have sport backgrounds, you know, so we tend to want to work with athletes because you're like, all right, you know, we know they're going to go after it. We know they're going to be super consistent. They're going to go hard, you know, these different things. But the fact of the matter, at least for myself, and I only speak for myself, but when I first got into training, I just felt like that was such a small population, at least here in San Luis Obispo, for like the demand for personal training. I felt that based off the demographics that I had here, it was just that was a very small percentage of people that were requesting my services at the time. And it was just more about a lot of the boomer crowd, you know, people who were between the ages of, uh, I think it was 50 to like 65 around that time period when I first started back in 06, 07 out here. So I just ended up training with like different people and then they would like the services and then they would sometimes have their kids come in or grandkids come in or a neighbor or a coworker. And they just were all these different people you know, so I just kind of became this renaissance man of a trainer. <laughs> and, and I was just thinking, like, oh, okay, I want to train just athletes when I first came out. But I ended up just kind of just getting with everyone. And I just loved having that mixture. So like when you said earlier that that's, that's a, a different route. Yeah, it was something that I heard a lot. Like, you have to niche, you have to niche, you know, but then I just ended up just having this whole like wide spectrum of clients that has basically just stayed with me this entire time. And I have clients now that I've had since 2006 that are still here. You yeah. know, so it's, it's really cool that, you know, they stuck with me when I was an independent trainer 
and they stuck with me through the entire time that I have my own facility. So I, I love that I have that mixture of people and, you know, we get to have just different conversations and different sessions on a day-to-day basis. Well, that's fantastic retention. So are you, um, are you a membership model or drop-in, one-to-one group? What, what are the buckets that, that you're doing as far as training and how many trainers do you have? Yeah, so here we do all by appointment only. Um, like no one could just come here and just show up whenever they want to. So we, we know when people are coming, um, whether that be in a one-on-one, whether that be in a small group, which is capped at 10 people, mm-hmm. you know, we have our boot camps, um, which go up to 30 people, not right now, obviously through COVID, but historically, um, it, it's been that over the years. And right now we're up to nine trainers, you know, so over the years, you know, the, the trainer amount could kind of go up and down. We hire a lot of college students, you know, who they come in like right after college and some of them, you know, move on. And some of them have stayed, you know, so I could have anywhere from six to 12. I think it's the most trains I've ever had at one time. But right now we currently have nine, including myself. Yeah, that's that's excellent growth. And you just sort of ebb and flow as demand happens, right? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always just trying to make sure it's, it's all, you know, you know, basically moving in the right direction, but I always want to make sure that there's always a trainer here. You know what I mean? No matter what the circumstance is, I, my, my motto is to never turn someone away because we're so busy or we don't, you know, we're shorthanded or anything like that. You know, so there are some trainers who, who rock it and they, they work overtime because there's, you know, there's such demand. And then there's some that, you know, might only work like four to six hours a week. So it just kind of depends. And if I need it to hire another one, I would just hire another one immediately, you know, if I need, if I need it to. So. Got it. Got it. So you and I had a catch up call a couple of months ago, just to touch mm-hmm. base. And right. you told me, you, you you know, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that you had significantly expanded and remodeled your facility and uh, reopened just before pandemic. Or were you even able to open? You mean from the expansion? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we were open and, and running, you know, from November of 2019 until we had to shut down. Was that the third week in March? I March, believe it yes. was. So you had a good, what, four or five month run there. Right. Um, right. So with all of this, you know, new capital investment in your business, what were you thinking as this nightmare unfolded and how did you respond to that? Oh, man. Well, well, first off, it was definitely good to catch up with you when we had that catch up call. You know, <laughs> you know, you and I, we hadn't talked in so long because, you know, we usually see each other at conferences and we haven't right. been able to do that in so long. I mean, so many of you guys I miss, you know, um, I love seeing you guys a couple of times a year and we just haven't been able to do that. So I just want to say that real quick. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, of course. Likewise. Um, but yeah, thank you. Uh, but as far as the business, like, yeah, it was it was definitely a nightmare for you know, our entire world basically, but more specifically here at at the gym, just because I did, you know, make a big investment, you know, by expanding the gym, it was a six figure investment. And I gave myself six months to kind of break even and, you know, just kind of move forward, hoping the business progressed the way I planned it out. And then we broke even in two and a half months and and things were, we were off to an amazing start. And I was like, okay, this is great. You know, I I had all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted. I thought I planned every single thing out before I made the expansion. And the only thing I didn't plan and factor in was a pandemic. (laughs) You know, know, so I was like, oh, okay. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. Who who factors that in? It came into a screeching halt and it was Mm. was very scary for a little bit because everything was completely shut down. Um, But like our clients, they stayed with us. You know, they were more than supportive. No, you know, we didn't lose a single member during COVID. They all were just like, you know, keep, you know, keep deducting, you know, monthly payments. 
because we want to support the gym because they have been coming here for so long. You know, a lot of them, this is like their second or third home, you know, outside of their home or, or maybe work. You know, so a lot of them were very, very supportive during that time period. You know, and again, I like to knock on wood because I like to just show those clients all the time how much I appreciate them. And uh, yeah, it was great. So, but yeah, just to say that there was a, it was stress and a nightmare. That would be an understatement because you see this hair here. It used to be an afro. It used to be an afro back in the day, but I lost a lot of this hair during the during COVID. So. Now, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, all right, th things are, have gotten better and, and, and more solid. And we've been able to just to kind of get that stressful part behind us. And now we're just focusing more on growth and stability and, and getting back to where we were before and hopefully better. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a great lesson in there about the importance of creating community among yeah. your, your members or you know, your, your clients like they. They were going to stick with you no matter what. You've had people since 2006 with you, uh, but right. probably, you know, a large ma majority of folks that you serve have been with you for a long time, I would think. Right. No, definitely. And I, I tell people all the time, I mean, without hesitation, that, that is the biggest reason why we were able to, you know, weather the storm. I mean, I saw a lot of gyms, unfortunately, people that just other gyms over here, even locally and just even friends I knew that lived in other cities. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of their gyms close down, their fitness studios, mm. yoga studios, and all that stuff go down. So, you know, I mean, I'm glad that we had the kind of members that were supportive and, and they were able to financially still support the gym. So, you know, we never really saw a dip, you know, but like I said, I just didn't know when we were going to open back up, though. And I, I felt bad for a little bit because I'm like, I feel bad taking their money, not knowing when we were going to open back up. But then it was it was short lasted. I mean, it was about two months before we were able to start doing things outside, at least, you know. But in the meantime, we did do a lot of online training. Um, it wasn't the best option for people. I mean, obviously, I love being face to face and, and they do, too. But it was something that they're like, all right, under the circumstances, we're going to do this. And, you know, but that was something that personally uh, it was it wasn't my thing. But our clients have, have learned to, you know, incorporate it to their schedules. It was very weird for people in the beginning to kind of accept that that was going to be their primary training option, right. but they got used to, they got used to it. And, you know, I've gotten used to it and it's become a part of our service now. So it's been great. Yeah. So when, when you and I talked, you were still closed, um, but it sounded right. like you were extremely busy, mostly with outdoor training and some new mm -hmm. revenue streams that opened up because of involvement with youth, youth sports in your community. You actually had been volunteering or something, something like that. Um, can you please share some details about that, about how that set yeah. you up? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I was really busy with, again, the online training. Um, as well as the outdoor group fitness and stuff, because at the time, you know, we couldn't really be here in the facility. And some people were starting to, you know, get away from the, oh, we can't be around anybody for fitness. You know, so they were like, all right, we're willing to be in groups, but they wanted to be very spread out. You know, so we have a big, huge space right here behind the facility. And then we would have groups of, you know, anywhere between 15 to probably 30 people, just depending on the group, it, you know, whatever it was, whether it was a small group or a bigger group. And we were spreading everyone out and it was a lot of social distance and it, it created an opportunity for us to still have our groups. And we live, you know, we're kind of like San Diego where we have good weather most yes. of the year. Yep. So that was great for us. You know, we were able to enjoy a lot of sunshine all the way through November. So that was great. But then obviously December came and it started, rain, you know, started raining and it was cold. So December, January kind of slowed down our outdoor classes. But again, at that point, we had to ramp up our online training. Um, and then probably in the last, probably, I don't know, eight weeks or so, 
we've been able to incorporate more outdoor things because we know we're sunny again and 70 degrees out, you know, so we, we maximize that opportunity to be outside. But then we talk about the youth athletic market. Um, I'm the president of the athletics boosters club at the high school, mm. you know, so that created an opportunity because I, I meet a lot of parents all the time and I know them because I have to speak at different booster events and just in general. And my daughter, she plays basketball for the school. So there's a lot of just connections between myself and other parents and they know that I'm here. So that was something that surprised me during COVID though, was that we got dozens and dozens and dozens of parents just contacting us through COVID because a lot of kids were just sitting at home, you know, on their computers all day doing Zoom school. And after they were out of school, they couldn't hang out with their friends. So they were on their phones doing Snapchat, Instagram and all those things and playing video games, watching TV. So there's a lot of parents that just contacted me and just saying like, hey, I want to get my kid off the couch because they're watching TV too much. And some of them were even experiencing anxiety and depression, oh, you know, so that was a big thing during that time period as well. I mean, a lot of people were dealing with mental, even as adults, we were, people were dealing with mental health, but the kids were dealing with it and not knowing how to help, you know, do it in a healthy way. They weren't sure how to cope through the, through the, the mental illnesses. So a lot of them were saying that, Hey, we want to get our kids in here to work out. So that was something that I was just surprised. Like, you know, how many, you know, that was the most athletes we ever had from, from the high school level, you know? So it was cool that they all were kind of coming through and, and getting in here and working out. So it's a new opportunity. And is that trend continuing for you right now? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's just how training works, right? I mean, most people don't really realize how much they need it until they have it, you know? So when they start working out, they're like, oh my God, I'm actually running faster. I'm jumping higher. I'm scoring more points, you know, especially now that, every, you know, we're starting to return to sports now, you know? So kids are going back to their teams and realizing like, oh my God, I'm, I'm better than so-and-so now because <laughs> of, you know, whatever. And I'm talking to the coaches now. So coaches were happy that their, their athlete actually improved over that time period because there was a shortened, you know, shortened preseason and a shortened practice schedule. Right. You know, like just, I know, like my darling said, she plays basketball and um, she just started back, you know, a couple of weeks ago. She only had about two weeks to practice and then game started and then they'd be over um, at the end of this month. So it was, a, it was a short schedule all the way through. So a lot of coaches and parents are just happy with their kids' performances. Um, their moods improved, you know, their uh, mental illnesses. I don't know if they went away necessarily, but it, it helped them cope through it. Sure. And then phys physically, they just achieved a lot more when they got back to their sports. So the athletes have just been more than happy. And, and we're actually creating more programs for this coming summer um, because Fantastic. we want to offer them. Yeah, just, just trying to keep it going. Knock on wood. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah. I, again, it pays to be involved in your community because um, yeah, you, you never know what's going to unfold from that. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, we're going to take a quick break from this great conversation to share some super exciting news from Idea Health and Fitness Association. Are you ready? Okay, here goes. We are gifting registrations to 2021 Idea World Virtual this July 9th through 11th for the first 15,000 people who sign up for our all new reimagined Idea Fit Plus membership. That's a $399 ticket to the Super Bowl of Fitness for fit pros who renew or sign up for Idea Fit Plus membership for as low as $199 per year. That's right, the $399 ticket to the 2021 virtual event is included in your membership price. 
If you're not an IDEA member, learn more about how IDEA Fit Plus membership is truly the mastermind asset that fit pros everywhere are choosing to push their careers forward. To learn more about how you can enjoy all of IDEA's incredible benefits and career tools, and to get your complimentary ticket to IDEA World Virtual, please visit ideafit.com or call our inspired service team at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. Time is of the essence for this incredible offer. The benefits and services in this new membership package are the most contemporary, relevant, and affordable in today's market. Your IdeaFit Plus membership will help you to keep moving forward and building your career during these challenging times. So jump over to ideafit.com today to learn more and secure your IdeaFit Plus membership and your all-access three-day ticket to 2021 Idea World Virtual. Check the show notes for details. Now let's get back to the interview. So Mike, I talked about this with our mutual friend, Nikki Anderson, a couple of episodes ago, and I'm not going to go into (laughs) details here, but you have to tune in. If you haven't heard the episode, you have to go back and listen to the Mike Z. Robinson stories there. But but the first time I met you, you were hyper-focused on meeting certain individuals in fitness, and you had the nerve to simply ask for what you wanted from people who could open those doors for you. Right. I, my question is, um, and I, I really admire that because I'd probably be one of those people who who don't do that just out of shyness or right. I think I need to, you know, respect that person's space or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Confidence. Who, who knows what it is? But why do you think most fit pros don't just ask for what they need from leaders or role models? I think it's just kind of what you just said. I mean, as far as people who are just shy, there's a lot of people who know that they want something, but they don't know how to get it. Um, you know, some people lack the confidence. Some people lack the ability to approach someone out the blue. Um, but for me, that's just never been really my personality. Um, and I do recall the conversation <laughs> that you and Nikki had and, <laughs> and the stories. I, I was cracking that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember going to that conference and I was just a big kid in the candy store. I'd never been to the conference before, or any conference before. In the this, fitness. this is Idea World Convention, right? right? Yeah. And that was in 2008. That was my first one. Yeah. And I just remember just being really excited to go and just wanting to just meet all these people that I have been reading about in idea fitness journals and people that I saw when I would do research online. And they were just like these huge celebrities to me. And I'm like, all right, like, how do I, how do I meet these people and how do I not only meet them, but how do I create relationships with them? And how do I, I get to be in a spot where they are one day, you know? So like um, when I came to idea conference for the first time, you know, no offense to the other attendees that were there, but I didn't want to meet any of them. I wanted, I, I wanted to meet the people that were on the stage and the people that were in the magazines because I knew that, you know, at some point I wanted to be one of those people. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be someone that was respected in the industry. I wanted to, at the time I hadn't opened my facility yet. And I knew that was one of my goals down the line. And I was like, all right, I, I got to make these connections. And there were so many people that were there that were like fitness giants to me at the time and, and still are, you know, but I just wanted to go after it. And, you know, I made my little list of people I wanted to meet. And, yeah. you know, I had, I had uh, you mentioned in the story with Nikki that I, um, I, I came with Amanda to the um, conference and I had just met Amanda 
like it was, it was kind of the same thing. Like it was, you know, I co-called co-called her, and you know, and, 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 and we met at the conference. Yeah. And, you know, I met at the conference, and she was like, "Oh, I know Sandy Todd Webster. Oh, I know Nikki Anderson. I'm gonna take you all these people." I'm like, oh, great! So it, it, it ended up just being this cool connection, and everyone was very honored and receptive to the conversation. And you know, and, and to this day, I mean, I could call most of those people still, or if not all of them. You know, and if I had like, you know, if I needed help with something or, you know, I, if I wanted to get perspective or I needed some advice, it was great to just to be able to create those relationships at the time because they were super meaningful for me. Because, like I said earlier, my my thing was I was trying to build my fitness facility at the time and I was still trying to create my plan. And I wanted to kind of pick a few people's brains who I knew who I did it, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, and my goal was to open uh, my own gym before I turned 30. Um, but I ended up doing it at 28 and I was, I was just super excited and just, you know, head full of confidence at the time. And, you know, probably, uh, I don't know, it was, just, it was just good to be there. You know, I, I can't really explain like how, how much of a high I was on that day at the conference. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're definitely a goal guy and you, you know, you set those things, you, you go for them and you get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it, it just seems like, um, to crystallize it in your mind, you know, what, if you do go to a fitness conference, say Idea World right. or our um, Personal Trainer Institute event um, or Idea World Virtual even, you know, virtually you can, bless you, you can you. Uh, connect with people and uh, right. but have clear in your mind what your plan is, who you want to meet, what you want to accomplish. Um, I mean, it's fine to just go to an event and right. absorb it all. But, <laughs> right. you know, if you have a game plan, you're, you're going to get a lot more accomplished, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, that, that was really big for me. Yeah. Um, as long as we're on on the this whole goal thing with you, right. um, I, I just want to remind people that you were chosen by your fitness peers as the 2015 Idea Personal Trainer of the Year. Yes. Thank T- you. Take me back to uh, take me back to when you set your sights on getting this accolade. Um, what were you thinking it would do for your career and career? And were you right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, actually, at that first Idea Fitness Conference in 2008, you know, after meeting people like Nikki Anderson and Todd Durkin and Sherry McMillan, um, that was when I set that goal because part of it was like looking at all these people and they're getting all this respect among the peers. And I'm like, all right, you know, again, I wanted to be in that position one day. So I told myself that I wanted to win that award by the time I turned 35. Um, and, and six years later, I won the award at 34 years old. So I cut it really close, but I got it. But, I got it. but, um, but yeah, yeah it, it was a great award. It was something that just meant a lot to me on the, on the personal level, because like you said earlier, I'm just, I've always just been a guy who just likes to set goals. And it means a lot to me from a personal standpoint to be able to accomplish those goals. And, you know, I, I would never say I, w- I would want to base my entire career off of getting an award or not. But just for me. You know, just being able to set goals and achieve them, it just means a lot. And that's kind of how I built my personality and that's kind of how I built my business. Um, so for me, it was just that I was just really ambitious. And I wanted to, for one, I wanted to inspire people um, like I was inspired when I met those people, um, you know, who were past winners, uh, but also wanted to leverage the award, you know, into new opportunities. And that was one of my main motivations was that I wanted to win this award. And I wanted to leverage this award with other business opportunities in the fitness industry. And I was able to do that with like sponsorship and partnerships in the fitness industry. And then the last part of that was just locally, it was phenomenal. It was a huge impact on the business because anything that I had, I was open as far as a group fitness program or any training slot, they all filled up. 
<laughs> like all of a sudden because um, like it, it aired in the news, you know? So like locally, like I said, we're not a, a LA or a San Diego where it's a, you know, a million gyms out here. Uh, and at the time, I believe there was only four or five um, private training studios. So when that aired on the news, it was, it was very impactful. Um, so for the people who did not know I existed, you know, they knew I existed after that. So uh, from there, it also brought more high quality trainers that were applying to mm -hmm. MZR Fitness to work here. Right. So from a, from a branding standpoint, it was just great because it just helped, um, you know, with name recognition, it helped us bring more respect towards the MZR Fitness brand and just more people who wanted to come seek the gym locally to come work out. But then also in the fitness business part of it, I was able to, like I said, create more partnerships and opportunities. So it was good. Yeah, you still, um, you know, you have a glow about you when you talk about it. Still. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm I very mean, proud. It sits it, right here on the shelf every day, right here. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I love it. And I, I love Thank that you. you you featured on your website. Um, we're we're proud of all of <clears throat> excuse me of all of the our past award recipients. They they just they represent um, the best and brightest in the industry. And uh, thank you. Yeah. So we're, we're, all, we're all proud to be associated. Yeah. So it, as long as we're sort of talking about the idea connection here, talk to me mm -hmm. about the role idea, not just the event, but idea as an organization played in shaping your career path. How did you find out about us? And what do you think you didn't know before you started attending IDEA events or reading our content, et cetera? Um, well, I just feel like coming to IDEA for the first time, it was just a game changer. It may play a huge role in just shaping my career as a whole. Um, I didn't know much about it before I, I joined it. Um, one of my friends who was a trainer down in LA, we were talking one time and he just told me that he, he joined idea fitness membership organization i'm like what's that you know so then and this is back in probably 07 06 yeah. and he told me and then i just started reading it and like i said this is way before all the information that we have now on online we didn't have all the information back then you know there was some stuff online but not as much you know so back then it was just everything from idea was like the bible to me like i did fitness journal i remember i would just read it from front to back every month Every time I would go to a workshop, I would sit right there in the front row, just eager to listen to whoever it was that I was going to listen to speak, you know, and this was for me, I thought it was going to give me a good foundation for where I wanted to be when I started the facility to where I am now to hopefully where I'm going in the future. So I just think I do. It was just a really big thing for me because so many things that I've done over the years was because of some kind of connection with idea, whether it was through an award or whether it was through meeting someone like yourself, you know, being right now on this podcast, um, you know, speaking to you know other people that I became friends with over the years from, from the industry. We always would connect at idea world. Even if I went to no other conference that year, I always would go to idea world. So there was always some kind of connection with friends or through business partnerships you know, meeting someone through someone because of idea. So I always just give a lot of credit to you guys for just kind of giving me that great foundation for success. That's so cool. Thanks, Mike. No, thank you. Um, so it's, it's really clear that, you know, you have an affinity for business. You're a numbers guy. You have a business degree. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, did you have any, any mentoring in business or is that just sort of a natural talent for you. And uh, also, mm. I'm wondering what resources you've relied on the most, whether they be books, websites, people to follow, etc. You've already mentioned idea. Um, what are right. what are some of the others? 
Um, I think that at this point, business definitely is second nature for me, just because I've been doing it for so long. And like you said earlier, I have the degree or whatever. But when I first started out, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the was second nature for me. It, it took a while. And that's why I wanted to get the college degree, because I thought it would give me the foundation. Um, so for me, it was about having that business major and developing that mindset reading a lot of personal development books, you know, all the books that get recommended to aspiring uh, entrepreneurs, the good dad or rich dad, poor dad, seven habits of highly effective people, never eat alone. What got you here? Won't get you there. Right. Uh, good to great. You know, those kind of books. So yep, yep. Um, those are all the kind of things that kind of shaped my mindset as, as a young man when I was, you know, fresh out of college, you know, 22, 23, 24. Um, and along with, you know, doing the research with IDEA uh, when I eventually got um, certified in 2006, you know, so that was huge for me. Uh, from a fitness standpoint, uh, my main mentor in the fitness industry has been Gunnar Peterson. Um, he's a trainer up in Beverly Hills, for those who don't know. Um, but, you know, to me, he's like the Michael Jordan of personal trainers. And I have leaned on him a lot, you know, from the beginning. And I still do to some extent, you know, we, we talk, you know, I talk often. Yeah. And he's someone that I would just contact relentlessly over the years, especially when I was young. Um, and it was he, accent, is he someone you you cold called as well just to say, hey, will you mentor me? <laughs> or how did that, yeah, how did that unfold? <laughs> I love it. It, it actually it actually. Oh. Is. We talk about that all the time because it was just something um, like, you know, he was a guy who you would never see at conferences and stuff. You know, he would always kind of do his, his own thing and be in Beverly Hills and have his, his elite clientele. So I never knew how to contact him. And then one day I, he had a, a what do you call those um, like a contact form on his website. Uh -huh. He didn't have their prior. And I was probably this. I was still in college when I contacted them. This is way before I got certified. I just knew what I wanted to do. And he was the first person I ever contacted. And I sent him an email and probably like two hours later, he wrote me back and I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it was just, I was, I was telling everyone, I'm like, oh my God, you can't believe it. Gunnar Peterson wrote me back. And no one, they were like, who's Gunnar Peterson? I'm like, never mind. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like you guys aren't, <laughs> it's like, this guy's major. So yeah, no, nah, it was just, it was really cool to just hear back from him. And then, you know, we just, I would just send them any kind of question. He was just very open to answering almost anything that I had to ask him. And I would send them stuff and he'd get back to me within a couple hours. And that just kept up for the last, I don't even know what, like 18 years, 17 years now. And, you know, so when I'm in LA, I, I try to stop by and see him at a studio, you know, and um, he's a busy guy, but, you know, he's always been someone that have made time to always respond to every single text or phone call or email that, you know, I've made to him. And I owe a lot of success to him as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm wondering what's next for you and MCR Fitness, Mike? Well, um, I would say in the short term is, is getting the facility back open to 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's June 15th that the governor said he's going to open everything up and remove the restrictions. So Where right are now, you at, right now, like 75%, 50%? Um, well, well, we're not indoors at all. I haven't had anyone indoors other than one-on-one. Okay. Um, so I think the actual restrictions of the state is only like 25% right now. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's 25, but I, I didn't even want to deal with that, you know, because I didn't want to possibly open again and be possibly shut down again like we did last year. So I have just kept everything outside, outside of the one-on-ones. The one-on-ones, they come inside, you know, everything else is outside. So right now that's what's next is just kind of getting the facility back to the point where everyone's getting used to being back in the facility, working out around other people and not freaking out, things like that. Um, as far as the long-term goal goes, um, 
there's is something I'm cooking up right now, but I cannot tell you just yet. So I'm gonna have you stay tuned. I'm gonna okay. have you stay tuned. All right. And, uh, and hopefully the, that would be uh, getting announced later this year, assuming yeah. everything goes through with this COVID madness and we're over with it soon, sooner or later. So. All right. Cool. Keep me posted on that. Absolutely. Um, so as we close close things out, um, here's your chance to deliver a wise parting thought that inspires your <laughs> colleagues. Um, so leave us with that thought as well as um, information on where people can reach you, whether that's your website, your social media feeds, et cetera. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure uh, to say something that's like, you know, very wise <laughs> to everyone. But um, I just think right now we're just in a different era with information out there. We, everything's right there, you know, for the taking, um, you know, right there on our cell phones or iPads, you know, your computer. So it's in the old days where we have to check out the book at the library, have it for a few weeks, highlight it, you know, make mm. copies, all that kind of stuff. So I just feel like right now, like, you know, if you want to be successful, you have every tool out there available to you right now. It's right there on your computer. You can get there. Um, so I just feel that, you know, you have to be hungry. You have to go out there and just, you know, find the information because it's right there for you. There's so much out there. Um, so between the internet and social media, it makes any fitness professional accessible out there. Um, like 98% of us are on some social media outlet, whether it's um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. So it makes it easier than ever. So you definitely reach out uh, because you never know who could be the missing link between, you know, getting you from A to Z. And there's a lot of people who want to help you as well. You know, it doesn't, you know, it's just like, it's not that they don't want to help you. They just don't know you need help. So you got to put yourself out there. You know, it's not a time to be shy. So, you know, get out there, put in the work, stay hungry and um, the sky's the limit. Amen. Wow. Well said. Thank you. And how can, how can folks reach you? Oh yeah. Um, They can reach me on Facebook, you know, Mike Z Robinson um, on Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to visit my website, mzrfitness.com. Okay, cool. Thanks Mike. So great talking to you again. And likewise, thanks for sharing your thoughts and, and your time to speak with me and share with our listeners. Um, And I really appreciate all you do to help others be their best selves. Thank you. I appreciate that. Take care, care, Mike Z. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Well, that winds up our chat with Mike Z. Robinson. I hope getting a glimpse of his business model and path to success made a difference for you. Mike talked a lot about what idea events, content, and networking did to help him meet or even exceed his career goals. If you're not an IDEA member, learn more about how IDEA Fit Plus membership is truly the mastermind asset that fit pros everywhere are choosing to push their careers forward. If we can answer any questions about how you can enjoy all of IDEA's incredible benefits and career tools, please visit ideafit.com or call our inspired service team at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. It is executive produced by Jordan Leeds and edited by Mike Hilding. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved. 
Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited. 